And we are alive. We are live. Oh, man. Not, Not over, over text, text, baby. Look at that. We don't even know how to do it. No, I did know how to do it. I was playing around with it a little bit. I butted in. Yeah. No, we both said not over text yeah. at the same time. I Conversations better had in person. I think we're just a little bit uh, fatigued. We promised the last time we wouldn't say it, so let's not say it. Let's not say it. What's yeah. going on, man? Hey, man. I'm good. I'm good. We are essentially out of COVID protocol. COVID doesn't exist anymore, according to... Uh, <laughs> To the according, world, but yeah. According to the world. I went to the gym um, a week and a half ago. I hadn't gone in about three weeks. And I stepped into the gym and no masks. And I also didn't have to do the whole pre-trace like uh, trace thing where you put in your information just mm. in case somebody turns up positive. They're able to find out who was there and all that stuff. And I was just like, oh, things done changed mm-hmm. while I was gone. Oh yeah, we're hitting. The, we're gonna hit the point where if you're wearing a mask, people are gonna look at you funny. But and I still wear a mask. In the oh gym. yeah, I'm still gonna wear a mask in public I for still a wear good a mask while, at the gym. I'm just like y'all really acting like we didn't just go through this, and I and I don't want to wear the mask. Right. But I'm not gonna pretend like you know the whole world is just you know the whole shit is just done and gone or whatever. And I also just don't want to be the unlucky one to catch it and have a bad reaction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after maybe after we, we reach 75% or 80%, I'll well, be like, okay. New York's officially open, though. Uh, we hit 70%, yeah. uh, though I got issues with that because it's 70% of at least one dose of two yeah. dose vaccines. And yeah. so, what incentive do people have now to go, go get back a second and get dose? The second one. Right. You know, I, I guess outside of just knowing that that is how they are fully quote-unquote inoculated right outside of just being told that by a person big words oh you like that i had to find it (laughs) but um, outside of being told that by a person and respecting that person as if you were Mm -hmm. as if you were just sick and they said come back in two weeks i gotta give you something else then yeah it's it is weird to just like turn it but i mean hey man i feel good i'm double shotted up um, I'm ready to get back into the club. No, not really. No, not really. The club? No. Nah. I'm like, yeah. No, no, no. It's just, lar- I guess the point I'm trying to make, and, and the gym can be the exception, places of large gatherings are just weird to me now. Mm-hmm. They're weird. Just like germ- I just see germs flying. <laughs> all- I, just, all- I see germs flying yeah. all over the place in the air. And it's like, okay, I got to get out of here. I can't do it. But yeah, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm vaccinated also. And so I've at least like in my house when my mother comes over a guest, I'm not masking up mm-hmm. anymore. Right. I feel a little more comfortable that my people are responsible mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll be all right. But, you know, I'm still out there taking precautions, especially because I've been working and meeting throughout the pandemic. And so, um, you know, I got to make sure I'm I'm protecting myself and the family mm-hmm. from uh, as best I can from this virus. But no, and then life is good, man. Uh, Father's Day is coming up. Happy Father's Day, man. Happy first Father's Day. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Last time we talked, uh, it was a possibility, but yeah. it, it has happened. This time it's actually happened. So you walked into a building, two people. 
<laughs> and you walked out of the building three people and they didn't give you no owner's manual or nothing. I was going to say, man, it's a funny thing where I'm like, they don't even really check when you're leaving. They don't even check if you properly installed the, the baby seat. No, no, not at all. Like they got all these signs about the car seat and, and the infant insert mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I'm thinking from the signs that like they're going to actually come and physically check the seat mm-hmm. and make sure nothing. No. Um for so for those yes my wife had a baby uh she is a, a, a month old savannah eileen um her pride and joy and but back to the the point about the hospital and and going in as two and coming out as three in the car seat the the day we were discharged and we're leaving like we come out the room transport comes and got dawn in the wheelchair and I'm thinking like at the, the front desk, um, the mother and baby unit, we've got to like check out or something. And like we just walk on out. And I'm like, that's how it. they know that's our baby? That's it. They do it. They do one final check, name tag to, to name tag. And then that's it. Yeah, I used to, I get, I used it, to the, get so worried that like, how do I know this is my baby? You're bringing me amongst all the other babies. Well, like, mine, a mix up mine you like can that. clearly tell <laughs> <laughs> that ba- I can't hide from that child. And not that I want to, but uh, I cannot yeah. hide from her mm-hmm. at all. Like you, you can t- like, you can tell that is our baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Like the nurse comes in, but they discharge us at like, 10 o'clock that morning mm-hmm. we didn't or 11 or we didn't actually leave the hospital till 1 mm-hmm. 1 30 because dawn wanted to take another nap baby was calm and uh, probably sleeping and so dawn was like i'm gonna get this nap in before we go um and so something you know i thought they would have at least checked the bands as we were walking out nobody like paid any attention to us as we were leaving i was like all right, all right. i mean to them it's like so, oh we've done this before i was like all mm-hmm. right yeah, you guys got it. So yeah, and then you um, get home too, and then you walk into your house, and it's like, like yeah, okay, yeah, all you, right. You, like you left here as two. You left here as two. You now got a little one in tow, and it's like every day, every day. And for me, we got a dog, and so that was uh, interesting in introducing him to Savannah. Okay, um, but he Marley's been good, like. He's a little too overprotective, mm-hmm. uh, as if like you know he's the parent Amen. and whatnot. You, uh, what did I tell you? Take all the help you can get. <laughs> no, no, there's no help. Anybody like, offer you help, even if it's guardian they, help, yeah. then you take all the help you can get and just say yes. So yeah, if Molly yeah. wants to play role as, as guardian, then let him do so. Yeah, but not if he's trying to step on my toes and and <laughs> insert himself. You know. <laughs> It's like he'll come over. He's like sniffing her head. It's like she's still here. She hasn't gone anywhere, and she's okay. Mm. Like she's with us. Oh man, I gotta check. He's like, I seen you in action. I've lived here with y'all for a minute. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta do some due diligence, man. But, um, but no, man. A happy, happy, happy for you. Happy Father's Day again. I can't say that enough. Welcome, happy Father's Day to you too. Thank you. Welcome to this side of the fence. Yeah. And it is just the beginning. Like, this is as easy as it's going to get, right? And that's just, you know, dealing with the sleep regimen and any other, you know, <clears throat> nuances that you're learning. But this really is as easy as it's going to get. They don't talk back. They don't have an opinion. They're not running, walking, sliding away from you where you got to pull them back or grab them before they run into the street or anything. Jesus. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> 
not doing a nah thing besides eating, pooping, sleeping, and the crying. It's funny you say that, that and you started with the talk back then because somebody said that to us the other day too. was like, cherish this time because they're not talking back. Because you think like this is a rough period and then they turn two and then they turn three. Mm-hmm. And somebody's like, it's not terrible twos, it's threes. Like, so Zoe was a terrible three. Yeah, Zuri a lot of was, people. Zuri was a terrible two. Okay. For sure. For sure. He started, like, his influences baffle me. Right? So, like, he starts, like, when he's upset of recent, and maybe, like, recent is, like, two, three months ago, he would, like, point at you in the face to let you know that you have offended and upset him. And it's like, you did this to me, daddy, you. And I'll be like, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I meant to do it. I, I it meant like. to do it. And your use of you is correct. But what is it with, what's with the finger? Mm-hmm. Like, like, what is that? Like, I don't like fingers, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so, so don't, so don't put it in my face. I'm like, you know, we can still exchange words, even if words get heated. But like, when you start putting your body parts in front words of Words get heated with a three-year-old. Yeah. But listen to you right now. Hey, man. Words get heated with a three-year-old, like we back in Binghamton arguing with people <laughs> over foolishness. Man, it is all pure foolishness. And then so, like, he, he's got those influences. He's got, like, emotional influences. Like, Daddy, you made me sad. I'm like, you made me sad. <laughs> where does that, like, where does that, when does that count? You have made me sad. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no, you made me sad. So now we're both you making me sad more than the other person. So, you know, I love my son to death, but the terrible twos was real for him. And when we didn't go through it with Zoe, I just thought, oh, this is some bullshit. And then she turned and three. And then she turned three, and it was like, and like she, was, she was like had a little attitude about stuff. I'm just like, all right. It's like, I got something for you. Yeah, I got something. I got something to express. Like, all right. And just like, and you just have to take it because you're, again, going back to the whole comment about leaving two and walking three every day you're just trying to figure it out there mm-hmm. is no mm-hmm. fucking manual oh yeah and none whatsoever and like you just figure it out and do the best you can every do the day best like, you can. yeah and then you adjust and and, you and they switch it up on you yeah All right and then you watch other parents you're like oh, i don't want to do that and then you watch <laughs> other parents like maybe maybe right so it's 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 um it's interesting it's I call it, I, I want to make sure I put it properly. It's the best, worst work ever. Right? Interesting. Right? So I, sometimes I get confused if it's the worst, best work ever or if it's the best, worst work ever. Right? But I think it's the best, worst work ever, which is okay. Which is being a parent is the best thing I can do with my life. It mm-hmm. really is. Mm-hmm. Like, everything else is play, play. Like, this is me saying I need to... <laughs> figure out and raise somebody before I die. Yeah. Right. And That's all I think about is like, I now have an opportunity to truly leave a legacy. Mm-hmm. And, and my hope is that I impart something in her that makes the world a better place. Like she can contribute in a way that I hope I have, but so much further, right? Like, and that opportunity, I just, I cherish it to be honest. Like, yeah. And then the the worst part about it is just that they're literally their own person, though. So as a kid, it's just trying to make sure it's really just trying to make sure they don't die mm-hmm. or break something by accident, just by accident, which is just like 
hey, don't ride your scooter too far away from me. Yeah. Because you just start seeing wacky shit. You see a car veer off the street into the curb where your kid is and just be like, right? Or you see your kid just go too fast and before, and you just start imagining yeah, yeah, foolishness, yeah. right? So like the worst part of it is like your anxieties and like, am I doing a good job? And like, there's just like a lot of pressures of just trying to make sure you feel like you're doing the job right when you're tired and they're asking of you. Like if you say you're tired, you feel guilty, right? If you do it and you make yourself more tired, you feel like fucking exhausted and just like, (laughs) you know, why didn't I? So it's just the best worst work ever because everything is just like pulling and taking and giving Mm -hmm. and assuring and like but you know there's again no job more fulfilling and nothing more fulfilling to really do with your time at least for me personally yeah it's funny you you talk about them having no own personalities because i've seen it already in in my daughter's young age um we were leaving the hospital two days after she was born. And so talking about going back to her car seat. So I'm getting her ready. I sit her in the car seat and I'm about to buckle her in. And she literally takes her two hands and swats my hands away. Two days old. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I'm just not here for this. Mm-hmm. Like this restrictive business. No, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Literally. And, and part of it is, is that she is in love with her right hand. Um, And how we know this is because she was born with her right hand next to her head. Like her head and her right hand came out at the same time, which is part of the reason Dawn, she was almost two weeks um, Mm -hmm. overdue. And apparently part of the reason for that was though she was in position and everything else was in place for her to have come at or around her due date, her hand was slowing down the body's natural process Mm -hmm. of going into labor okay. because it was blocking because yeah. it's next to the head. It was yeah. sort of obstructing yeah. the so movement. So she had the Mayweather guard up. <laughs> but yo, basically if you see like she sleeps with her, uh, her hand like next to her face. Yeah. It does look like that Mayweather guard like is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's very much like push my hands right away. Like she wants her hand next to her face as much as possible. Um, she's sassy already, right? And kid's a month old, and you can already see some of that in her personality. Like sassy Jamaican in her. Uh, it's okay to accept it, man. Yeah, maybe. Okay, to maybe. Accept it. I mean, I think Trinidadians are sassy, but <laughs> you know, maybe. But yeah, she's man. a little of both of us. Yeah, it's um, you know, maybe you know, one thought that I had when we said we were gonna talk about this a little bit is. Like who, how do you learn to be a father, right? And I've been having these, you know, kind of miniature conversations with a couple of friends of mine where it was like, did you ever speak to your father in a more transparent way than father to son, right? Did you ever get a chance to do that where it wasn't like they were just parenting you, but it's like, okay, you're mature or an adult enough now for me to like, ask you the behind the scenes questions, right? And that can be anything, right? That can be like, well, why did you re- choose, why did you decide to raise us this way? And a lot of it could be like, because your mother wanted to do X, Y, and Z, right? Mm-hmm. Or it could be like, because, like, where did their influences for decision making come from? From 
both a fatherhood perspective and also just man to man is really, you know, another thing that I'm really curious about, which is just like, you know, like, like what, what, like, what were you doing? Were you running the streets? Were you selling drugs? Were you just going to your job to just be like, I need to work to put, you know, whatever food on the, on the table. Did you enjoy your job? Like just like more transparent just to help me as a, as a father and as a man understand maybe more about myself and the way that I, I view the world. Cause I just feel like history repeats itself. Like, I don't feel like I'm, I'm recreating anything necessarily brand new. I just don't think I've spoken to enough people in a historical standpoint yeah. to like, let me know. Oh, okay. I, until you just see it and then you're like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. And you did that. Or you mentioned that you did that. I'm like, yeah, I saw that too. Um, I mean, in, in more recent years, my father and I have had conversations, uh, I, I guess, pulling back the curtain type conversations, um, more as friends than, than father and son. Uh, I think uh, my circumstances are maybe not unique, but different in that my parents split when I was a kid, right? I've talked about that on mm-hmm. the pod before. I was six and a half when, when they split and they divorced a couple years later, so... Uh, mainly, like something like that. Do you feel like you have full transparency or or like full is always hard. So, but I, I'm using full. I hope you get what I'm saying. Full transparency yeah. as to like how and why that happened as opposed to just what your parents telling you like we're splitting. We're not longer going to be together, blah, blah, blah. And then maybe occasionally growing up, you felt like people were trying to blame people for things. Mm-hmm. But now as an adult, it's like what how, what does a relationship look like? And maybe where were the cracks in yours? Yeah. And like, could it have been fixed or was it always going to like, just like conversations more in tune with that? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I have more of a sense. I don't, we haven't gone to the level of like what you just laid out in terms of could have been fixed, where were the cracks and whatnot. More of our conversations have been around how he felt about the situation. um, Vis-a-vis, I can't think of a less academic term. Um, how he felt uh, about the situation in terms of co-parenting and child rearing and what his level of involvement would be. Um, I, I don't want to go too much into his personal feelings and, and, and what he shared, but it, but more of our conversations were around, this is how I felt at the time, what I was thinking about my role as a father uh, and the choices I had to make. Right. And so um, and, and I'll say the choice was made, I'm going to be in my children's life, but what is that going to look like? And it wasn't easy from my perspective, watching my parents dynamic and, and then in talking to my father and learning things more now, it wasn't easy. Right. And there were times where probably wanted to run away, um, or whatnot. But I think because there is no guidebook, uh, there's no manual for how to do this. And when you say runaway, do you mean you or your father? My father. Okay. But but I'm saying it in terms of I think. I want you to hold that. Too, but I think it. we've, we, while I'm getting to mm-hmm. my thought on that is that I think there being no manual is that at times you probably have the thought that like I can't do this uh, or I don't want to do this, right? And Because they're, you're not sure if what you're doing is right. Even in the, the short time, the little over a month that I've been a father, it's like, am I going to be good at this? Or it, even if I do my best uh, and I, I do a really great job, what if she 
doesn't turn out the way I envision, whatever mm-hmm. that might be, right? Like, and recognizing that she has her own personality, um, some combination of nature and nurture is going to result in what it does um, in her. And and what if I I'm just not good at it? Yeah, I want to I want to piggyback on that, too, which is um, being on the other side of parenthood, as in just having a, a child, um, makes me understand things more better than just the, I guess, very judgmental approach that I used to have about things, certain things, right? So one of those things being like people who did not want children. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, let's say I'm a teenager or in my early 20s and I'm talking to friends and or adults who just didn't want kids. I'm just like, in my mind, I always used to be like, well, well, why not? You know, and not just in a curiosity way, but like, don't you want to leave a legacy? Like I used to romanticize it mm-hmm. very much in my head, right, about leaving this legacy and, and raising a good person. Like none of that is guaranteed, by the way. Like you can be the best parent and your kid's still going to be eventually who they're going to be. Um, leave a legacy, raise a good person. Are you not going to like feel fulfilled with life if you don't recreate life? You know, and these weren't things I was saying out my mouth, but it's definitely things I was thinking as far as my opinion of like, yeah, "Yeah, of course I want kids. Like that was my opinion. Of course I want kids. Right. And then after having a kid, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I get it. (laughs) Like fuck (laughs) yeah, I get it. And not only do I get it, I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. And I've had that feeling too. And I feel bad at times where I'm like, "Ah, I could kind of see why somebody is like, I could do without this. I can do without this. If you're not going to be fully, you're not going to be one fully committed, you know, that's already um, unfortunate for the kid. But two. Oh, absolutely. But two, it can be unfortunate for yourself because it's like, well, this isn't the position you want to be in. And it's not like a job you can really quit mm-hmm. unless you quit it. Right. And then that goes to the second point about you know, like running away. I feel like I kind of get that too. Right. Which is just like, and not that I get it from the standpoint of like, if somebody was telling it to me, I'd be like, yeah, you, you know, I could see, you know, running away. Like, yeah, just go, just go. Like, no, that's not what right. I would advise anybody. Right, but right, more right. so like when people just say, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And we're being honest with our feelings. And we're right? being and honest with our feelings. And it's like, I can't do this anymore. And it's just like, you look left and you look like, well, what am I going to do? And then you just don't come back. Right. And I don't know how frequent those occurrences are outside of men who know they get women pregnant, but they didn't want that to be the case. And mm-hmm. they're just like, if you're going to keep this baby, then that's on you. I'm talking about like people who had kids together were there and then didn't come back. And I've heard enough of those stories. Not a lot, but I've heard enough where like in my feelings, I'm just like, sometimes I'm so stressed out. I'm like, I can imagine if somebody who did run away was feeling this and they just weren't built for the job. Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, I can't go back to yeah, that yeah, house. Yeah. And I can just now see it. Again, it's, it's, I'm not a proponent of it whatsoever. I feel like we got to figure this out. No, and one of the great things for me is the support system, right? Having you, um, a bunch of my friends who have kids, who kids who are two, three, older than that, you, Iman, JJ, Kofi, Harley, like, and just checking in, encouraging, even before the baby came, like, sort of hyping me up in, in a sense about, being a good father and and expecting that like she's lucky to have me right and that 
giving me sort of absolutely the battery in terms of or encouragement that I'm going to I went in confident that, yeah, I will be a good father. Right. And, yeah. We like, want more people that same way we want success for our, our people from a job and a personal perspective. We want more people that we believe in. Um, as people to be having kids because then there's more of a chance of success that they can yeah. raise a successful family. You can provide, you have wisdom. Um, hopefully you're emotionally intelligent enough to try to rear them in a way that isn't too um, um, old school and archaic, right? Like you're trying to be somewhat progressive as well. Mm-hmm. So like when you believe in those qualities of your people and your friends, like those are the people you want to duplicate and replicate and bring more people to the planet right as opposed to just other stories where it's just like why y'all doing that like how many kids you're on why <laughs> i guess because you can right just because you can you can you can just you know right yes. so yeah. yeah so yeah it was really important and and also the biggest thing is just like you know the support system again i don't i don't know what it looked like for my dad i'd be curious right but you know the support system i'm just like we're slightly different from a peer set like a lot of us are first Mm-hmm. Like in, in our families in a way, particularly in this country. And then, too, I feel like we try to break some of the things that, you know, yeah. some of the tool sets that were used to rear us. So if those things are broken in a way or if we're trying to adjust, like, and we feel like the friends and people we have around around us are like minded. It's important that you provide them the support and the and the ability to talk these things out so they don't just feel like on an island once baby comes and it's like well what do I do okay I'm doing this thing is that right whatever whatever so so I feel like you know we are really creating a first of a community if you will no no it's very true and one of the things that um I might have said to you but I definitely said to Harley is like you guys have made me feel like I was a bad friend when you were having your children (laughs) I, I did say it to you at yeah, one point because no, you I, did say it to me. You, you and you were a bad friend, <laughs> and it's okay, and Lisa, I forgive you. Lisa Harley told me I was not a bad friend, but the, I understand it more, or, or I get it because you having already been through it and having children understand, and you understand the level of support that a new father, new parents need, and so you were calling me like every week and checking in and just seeing how I was doing, seeing how Dawn was doing, everything was going. And I'm like, looking back, I'm like, I probably saw y'all at the shower, (laughs) encouraged you. We had our normal conversations, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't like each week. How's just feeling? How's the baby? You know, what do you know? Because I don't know. You know what I mean? Like how's our conversation? What do you know? Right. Like you don't know. Like I didn't know. And I was experiencing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I didn't yeah. know. Like I was, I was experiencing all the feels and not just the good. Oh ones, yeah. 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 Right. Of dealing with um, Jess at the time. And I'm just like, you know, I'm in my head, I'm playing the game of this isn't going to go cliche. <laughs> like you see in the movies and a lot of them shits hit the fights, mm-hmm. the, the, um, the lack of knowing how to support and then you try to support in one way yeah. and you realize they needed support in another way. And like, and, and it's just all these things like, what do you, there really is no fucking manual, which again goes back to that other question of like, when did you get a chance to be transparently transparent with your, with your parents? Cause then maybe that's the mm-hmm. only way, right? If you have some type of mentor or older person right. who's just yeah. like in your life and ingrained in your life in a way where they're just like a part of it in, in every way, which includes like, 
pre-baby, pre-finding a partner, pre-buying a house. And essentially, you need multiple people to play that role, which is a great reason why we have the group of friends that we do. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you know, I rely on you for certain things. I rely on Iman for certain things. I rely on Ethan for certain things. Omar for certain things. Right? Like, you guys are insights and um, parts of what is a whole of resources and friendships that, that I find. Mm-hmm. And I you like it's easy for me to Rolodex in my mind who I should call and reach out to something who I feel like the conversation can like just go because I need to, I want yeah. I'm curious to figure something out type of thing. And, you know, to you, like, what do you know about like, let me say we're pregnant. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. When is the baby due? Right. And, and, that's, and that's it. And then that's it. Yeah. Right. But why, why would you think to call me every other week or whatever? But and I'm sitting in my house and what am I going to do? Am I going to be like, call I need to talk this week. And then the next week I call you, Carl. So how you doing? <laughs> What's the new PS? And we might be talking about regular stuff, but in my mind, I'm just like, I'm using you as an escape. But how would you even know that? Right. right? Yeah. So it's just yeah, like, yeah. but but the thing you really need to do, in my opinion, is just like, make sure you're taking notes of the reasons you're doing things. So when Carl gets pregnant, I know to be a resource mm-hmm. to him mm-hmm. and not in a generic way. Right. But like how I felt why I was doing things, why I wasn't doing things like calling people, even though maybe I could have really used a conversation to help take my mind off of stuff. And like, like I'm going to call you. We're going to talk. I'm going to ask you about yourself. And then we're going to talk about regular shit. And I'm going to ask you about your wife. And like, what are you thinking? And then it gives you opportunity to get shit off your head and off your mind and off your chest and ask questions without feeling like you're prying or, yeah. you know, you're, 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 you're um, you know, being a burden and all that stuff. Like you have to like do all that. Yeah, no, and I, I'm, I've tried to start doing that now. And so um, with Kofi, like, though Maria's pregnant with number three, like I've been checking in with her directly and, like, each week, like, seeing how she's feeling because I just lived it in, in watching Dawn and, and the same, like. See, by three, you've done that to yourself. <laughs> you've had, by three, I'm just like, I, I ain't calling your ass because you've had to and you did yeah. this to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just no, joking. no, I, I'm just joking. <laughs> I am joking. But like Harley, Harley just had number two um, a couple weeks after us. And so like he and I were uh, before Savannah was born, just every day checking in. And that pretty much carried until his daughter was born. And I've now started to realize like, why you guys were doing it to your point is like I've lived it now in terms of all of the emotions and the worry about I mean childbirth just being such a extraordinary thing and, and the fact that so many things could go wrong and it really is otherworldly to think that like you said you walked in too and you come out of the hospital and there are three of you right and like your wife literally pushed a human out of her mm-hmm. um, or in some cases for some women had one taken out of her, mm-hmm. but either way, like it's a tremendous thing to, to witness and, and just all the concern. And so now I understand that's why I've been, I guess, reciprocating in terms of what you guys were doing for me. Um, but you're right. You wouldn't, you just wouldn't get in that's But for me being, I like to think that I'm introspective and, um, reflective i guess and and looking back i'm like yeah i was a terrible friend when y'all were pregnant (laughs) like i was really and and just like all the supporting gifts and and whatnot i'm like i feel like i've gotten multiple gifts from people i'm like 
I brought something nice and thoughtful. I will say that because my baby shower gifts are thoughtful. Are to, they expensive? To the baby shower. Why does that matter? Because I care about how much money you <laughs> spend on things. But I'm like... I feel like I've gotten so much more and I'm like, I'm a terrible friend. No, none of that matters, man. Like, I feel like you just got to be present. Like when people that I know and regardless of how often we talk or whatever, you know, as long as I like believe in them as a person, when people that I know tell me that they're pregnant since having my own kid, like I really feel that, mm-hmm. you know, like I really feel like the congratulations I say afterwards, right. With regards to particularly if they want to have a kid, hopefully they want <laughs> But I really feel that because I'm just like, like, oh, man, you're about to go on that journey. Oh, boy. We're at the age where do you have to wonder if the person will? I mean, maybe. I don't know, man. Yeah, in in some circumstances. I feel like, you know, we have good friends. But, you know, this might be one of those what do you know until you know, like until somebody tells you, man. You know, over drinks or whatever. Yeah, I never wanted that kid. <laughs> not everyone is a congratulations. Yeah, right? not everybody's a congratulations. But you know, but uh, but yeah, I really feel that after the fact now. And when I get in those conversations, I try to be as least generic as possible mm-hmm. with the things that, like, I you know look to ask and talk about, and not because you know of anything, but more because I feel like from my experience, yeah. these are the things that I think matter. When it comes to like asking a question or just seeing how they're doing or broaching or or broaching, you know, any type of conversation point, I'm just like, these are things that matter to me. So, you know, let me just see. And and it usually tends to hit, you know, more, most more often than not. So, you know, just what do you know, mm-hmm. you know until you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I've I don't think I have had a friend super personally get divorced. So I don't even know what that conversation looks like. Yeah, I don't, even, I don't even want to think about that. No, but I'm just giving you an example. Like when a relationship dissolves after like, yeah, like yeah. when all your friends get married and then, you know, statistically, they say 50% of people just get divorced. If somebody ever told me that they were going to divorce, it could be a coworker. It doesn't even have to be a friend. It could be a yeah. coworker, but like they talk to you. Like I'd be like, yeah, what does what that do, look what like? What does that look like? What do I say yeah. here when you say something yeah. random and you share something random, right? So just what do you know about things until you know about those things? Unless, again, somebody like tells you ahead of time yeah. before you get there. But I, I don't want to think about that from our friend group because we all tend to be friends, like spouses. You, you know, it's not like yeah. it's not like I'm friends with one of our boys and we don't care about the wife or Absolutely. we're not actually friends with the wife mm-hmm. right they're just along uh, for the most part I, I would say that our group is friends across the board Correct. and so that would be very weird to Amen. think about because then it's like who, who, side, who do you who go side with you right go? The, the same way who, who gets custody <laughs> who gets you of the, the friend yeah, who gets you in the split and you just be like and then you and your wife be looking at each other like yeah oh, is that what you're gonna do is that where you're going right you sure that's where you want to go mm-hmm so, we, yeah. we kid, we kid, but, but yeah. it, that's yeah, that's not something I want to talk about. We we talking happy times about yeah, fatherhood yeah, yeah. and becoming fathers, and 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 we don't ever want to think about splitting and and what that looks like. Yeah, I mean, it's reality of life, as you point out. The stats, I think, it's over fifty percent now, also um, here in the states, at least. But um, the joys, the joys of fatherhood. So you know, you know what. I guess, you know, speaking of joy, and I don't really know how to like qualify it, but like what has been the best part of this early journey for you? It's watching her personality, man. 
um, seeing her start to challenge herself a bit, like trying to hold her head up and, and actually like getting upset because she can't do it for very long. Or um, like we just started tummy time, the pediatrician, uh, we thought in reading things in that you would wait a, a little longer than a month, but the pediatrician was like, no, you can start now. Don't do more than like 10 minutes, have like stimulating things, uh, black and white cards and things like that. Um, but like watching her find things that stimulate her. So like the ceiling fan and watching her watch the movement of the fan or uh, one of the things that um, I have to do often to get her to sleep is walk her, like hold her in my arm and just mm-hmm. walk back and forth. And so, and apparently that's from, she's still used to sort of floating mm-hmm. in the womb and the movement from dawn Car rides were the best. Car so, rides were guaranteed knockout. Yeah. Um, and so I'm walking her, like watching her look at the different ceiling types and mm-hmm. then paying attention, like the ones where they're like square panels on the ceiling, there's some contrast there. So watching her. Uh, sort of think about what she's looking at mm-hmm. or, or be engaged by that. But yeah, to your, your car, car rides, um, it's not the car ride act, it seems, is she gets into the car seat and before we even get into the car, she falls asleep. Oh. And, but then she sleeps during the, the car ride. So, and, and the way I know it's not the car ride, like my, I have a cousin who um, has a daughter who's about four months older than Savannah. And my mother's been babysitting for her here and there. And we were talking and my mother said she falls asleep when the car's driving and you stop at a red light and she wakes up. And Savannah's not like that. She just sleeps. Mm-hmm. Like once it's pretty much the car seat, not the ride. So the, you got that expensive car seat. Which is <laughs> you, you didn't spend no expensive. No, one of y'all uh, blessed me with a, a gift. Uh, it wasn't you, but. <laughs> so you didn't have to say that on the podcast. Like you, what, what are you doing? <laughs> one, one of y'all uh, blessed us with uh, a nice car seat stroller situation. Uh, and I'm grateful. But um. Yeah, man, it's just really watching her start to develop. And uh, she discovered her spit the other day. Okay. So, like, starting to sort of, like, bubble and let it sit on her lip and and whatnot. And just seeing her grow, I mean. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think that uh, for me it was, one, the, the... quick changing aspect of them and their appearance in Mm -hmm. the first, you know, the first three, two to three months, right? Like it was just like, they changed very fast as far as how they look and and all that stuff. Both my kids looked like aliens when they came up. And I (laughs) thought that holistically, I was like, what the fuck is going on here, boy? And it was just like, don't hit me with that. Oh, they're so cute. And I'm just like, this looks like an alien. <laughs> I mean, when they first come out, yeah, because the face is all scrunched up. The face up, is all the, scrunched up. The ears up. are sticking out. Yeah, and like everything. Like <laughs> the skin tone is like crazy. I'm just like, mm-hmm. what is going on? And then obviously the slime and all. I'm just like, what is going on? But, you know, both my kids is, is model beautiful, you know. So. Agreed. Time will pass. But um, I think the big thing was like the changing and how quick they changed. But then too, like I really did um, enjoy just holding, like I really find mm-hmm. like a calm in just holding a kid. 
like I try to calm them. Yeah. But it kind of gives me a calm because like, where are you going? Oh, bro. Like you're here with me. Just you, you, you don't know chill. how many times I've rocked myself to near sleep mm-hmm. trying to get her to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like I open my eyes and she's just staring at me and I'm like, you're the one who's supposed to be going to sleep right now. Right. Like, so I hear you on that. Yeah. Right. It's like holding a live football mm-hmm. or, or, or mm-hmm. basketball. Like, you know, as a kid, you would just hold these things and mm-hmm. like do moves or whatever, whatever. But then when you have a baby, you still have that muscle memory yeah. because it's easy to just hold them in one hand or in two hands or whatever. But they're a live being and yeah, you're just yeah. trying to like also soothe them. Oh yeah. You know, right. So, you know, it's, it was just all very cool in, in that respect. And it seemed like, you know, they were grateful to have you do that for them because like, again, where else am I going? Mm-hmm. Like, right. So, so this I mean, is they, all we they got. really can't do anything for yeah, themselves. This uh, is all we got. Uh, and so, yeah, I one hand her and walk her around and then I got to remember all these edges not to yeah. bump her head or, uh, yeah. or her legs or, or anything. Make sure the neck and, is supported, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And it's all cool. And then eventually they don't need you anymore. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was super worried about holding her um, when she was first born. but And that this was like in the weeks or months before and thinking about it. But I was thinking too when other friends had kids and like I didn't want to hold them because what happens if I drop them or it's like, <laughs> I don't want, but I realized it's cause it wasn't mine. Right. Yeah. For my daughter's mine, I'm responsible for her, So I have to be responsible yeah. for her, So I have to hold her. Right. I yeah. can't abdicate my responsibility. And be like, I'm just not, I'm not comfortable. Thankfully she helped and she was on the bigger side at okay. eight pounds, 12 ounces Jeez. and, and 20 inches long. So it made it easier for me to hold her than if she was like six pounds, right? I would have been, and on the smaller side, I probably would have been that much more like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Right. At least the first day or so, uh, I might've been like, yeah, can we, can we wait on this? But, <laughs> um, that wasn't, oh, the case. man, you just got to embrace case, it. So. Yeah. yeah no, go absolutely. And embrace it. Right. Absolutely. So yeah. Fatherhood, man, it is, um, or parenthood, but specifically talking to men. And I think we want to talk to other fathers too. Yeah, why to not? To kind of get their yeah. perspective. But, you know, fatherhood is, you know, again, for me, knowing that I always wanted to be one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's proving to be all that I expected and more. And we're not even like, like my oldest daughter is seven years old. Like, yeah, mad years of mm-hmm. foolishness and, mm-hmm. and discovery. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that's going to come from also from mm-hmm. both of us. Like, I'm going to change but more so, more so like she's going to change. And it's just like trying to proactively think as to how to be, um, again, like the right type of resource to your yeah. kids when they're not even there yet. Like you're trying to project mm-hmm. an invention that hasn't been invented yet. Right. And how you can be present for that to support it. And, um, you know, it's the, it's the best type of work. Shit is frustrating as fuck and it's fun and it's emotional and, and it's all, all that in one. Like I, I wouldn't just like do the, uh, the, the sugar coat, like, you know, rainbows and butterflies at yeah. all the time or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. there's this times where you're just like, holy shit, man. <laughs> Dad, daddy, daddy, Spe- daddy. Speak, speaking of, can we talk about shit literally? Like... <laughs> Like literally, yeah, shit so, it on. <laughs> not on, thankfully. Um, Dawn did okay. um, because they they tend to 
when she first came out, she just pooped on her and Dawn didn't realize. And she said, you're mine. I link them um, to you. But so I get bath time responsibilities, which is great. Like we get to spend time and she enjoys the bath, though. The post bath we're still working on. Mm-hmm. She uh, she's a screamer and she screams bloody murder, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but she. After one bath, pooped in the towel. After the bath. After the bath. Okay. So she had a pamper on, mm-hmm. pamper comes off. I bathe her, put her in the towel to go take her up, put a new pamper on, mm-hmm. put her clothes on, get Lotion ready for up, bed, all, all of that stuff. She poops in, in the towel. Yeah. I'm like, great. Okay. Um, She's like, oh, you thought I was clean, huh? Thanks. Right. So I got to clean her again. Mm-hmm. And so the next bath time is like, okay, I'm going to switch it up on you. I'm going to pamper you first and then put you in the towel. Mm-hmm. Guess what she decided? That's what you thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. What did happen? She pooped in the bath and she <laughs> peed on top of it for good measure. So you see what I'm saying about having a personality already. Yeah. She's like, daddy, I got you. I got you. I can't talk yet. I can't really think yet, but. You think you have me figured out. You have no idea. Yeah, like she's I know, like, She's like, I know this is something. Right, exactly. And so guess what? You're going to get this poop mm-hmm. and, and the pee on top. Mm-hmm. It wasn't enough that like, you know, most of the baby's poop is liquid to begin yeah, with. Liquid, yeah. But she's like, I'm going to double down and I'm going to pee on top of it. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have to clean me again, mm-hmm. you now have to clean the bath yeah. because I don't respect you at this moment. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know when you. I don't know when you can expect to get your respect, son. I'm gonna tell you, right? You're not the one feeding her, right? So she's probably still respects um, Dawn more than you right now. But it's gonna take a little minute before it's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I see what you. I see what you're doing for this household. I'm gonna rock with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm, I, at times I've been like I feel useless because she's crying right now, and guess what? I just changed her pamper. Mm-hmm. She's hungry, and yeah. I can't do anything. Do anything. About that. And she knows that because we were doing skin to skin one day and she discovered my nipple and immediately realized there's nothing Mm -hmm. in there and looked at me like, why am I here at this moment? Like, what good are you? Oh, the the best. The best is when she she so she falls asleep when Dawn's breastfeeding Mm -hmm. and Dawn will then give her. That's a universal, by the way, getting drunk off of milk. Oh, milk drunk or, or yeah. milk drunk is the greatest thing yeah. to see, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Dawn will give her to me and then she'll startle and wake up and look in my face and she's like, what am, what I, am I doing, doing here? here? Yeah. It's like, I was just over there yeah. with the milk. <laughs> Why am I in your arms? Yeah. But the look on her face is literally mm-hmm. like, who are you? Like, why are you yeah. here? Yeah, man. And I'm just like, okay, take this, it this in, is man. fun. Take like, it in. These are the fun. This is real these fun. Are the fun moments that e- eventually you wind up forgetting. Like, it's like it's, it's all the stories you want to remember to tell your kid, and you can occasionally forget you forget subtle ones or whatever. But but this is all the yeah. fun, the fun, fun stuff right now. Man. I got a journal. Some of it I feel like, or, or we have a like memory book for her, and mm-hmm. I'll probably put some of these down to embarrass her. You know, the stuff that people do. I'll become that embarrassing old uh, father who tells the story of when you pooped in the bath. <laughs> if you ever listen to this event, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> in my day. Um, so then, you know, this leads me, you know, as we try to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. How many kids you going to have now? 
You know, you're on the other side of the fence. It's early, but you have yeah, some level of like, <laughs> you have some level of tangible like, oh, okay, if, if I had to do at least this part of the process over again, which was the 10 months of pregnancy and the work, even, you know, up until, even up until that point and what, like, just how many times, how many, how many so, choosing that? Let, let me say this first, um, and I'm not being PC, but I really do commend women. Absolutely. Like for 10 months, 40 weeks of what you're put through physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, like carrying another child. I'm immensely grateful for Dawn. I tell her that like the fact of how worried I was um, in the hospital about anything that could go wrong. Mm -hmm. I didn't sleep until I knew they were both OK, like from the time we got to hospital until savannah was born um like even dawn in labor was able to get a bit of a nap and i i just couldn't well when that epidural hits oh yeah right that hits different (laughs) right like i'm curious like can i get a hit like Like, what is that what is that feeling like right now the epidural hits but the active labor transition hasn't i learned all the those terms yeah, right? yeah. transition hasn't started yet mm-hmm. um she was able to get a annihilation all of right it. but i um i couldn't because i just like was so wound up around like sort of protector mode and even though there was nothing i could really truly yeah. do yeah. but i just felt like keeping a watch right like um like as the night's guard or something <laughs> to I'm on even Game of Thrones. You man. were you were um, Marley before Marley before you brought the home, <laughs> and and so um, and it's a night's watch, by the way. Oh, I said night's guard. My bad. You said night's guard. Yeah. Okay, the night's watch. Mm-hmm. Um, see, in Game of Thrones. I'm scarred. Um, and now his watch has, has ended. ended, right? Um, it hasn't ended. No. It's just it's no, really just, watch begin. just it's begun. It's really just begun. But um, that's that's the real being sent off to the wall right here, <laughs> parenthood. Like you've really been sent off to the wall, and like this is what, yeah. this is what you're going to be doing. Yeah. Um, and we can talk more about like how unprepared I feel in terms of just all the equipment that goes along with mm-hmm. children, and think about like every time we need to leave the house, we gotta oh. have this. You gotta oh. forget the book bag. You gotta go back for the book bag with the diapers and everything, but that, that could be the next conversation. I'm a master at uh, baby seats. Master. <laughs> I don't think anybody does them better. Than um, me. I'll say this. We right now, I probably don't want another kid mm-hmm. right now in mm-hmm. this moment. Right. Maybe because I like, ask you right now, you'd be like, no, because it's like, why would you do this to yeah, yourself? Yeah. yeah right like yeah. the the balancing act is not easy like that's um, the trauma yeah right yes pretty much essentially of speaking right to. um and and not making comparison or taking right but i'm trying to be as present as possible as helpful as possible as supportive while also working yeah um because i work for myself and you tend to think being an entrepreneur, you can do whatever you want and set your own schedule. But when you run things and don't have or anyone to pick up the slack, you mm-hmm. can't just like mm-hmm. close the doors and say, I'll be back when I, you know, I got like I took two weeks off or two weeks of leave, though. I in the second week, I worked more than I had planned to. Um, and so. I do wish that I had. 
I wouldn't have to work at the moment. And mm -hmm. so one, I could like sleep in the middle of the day if the, uh, you know, baby sleeping and, and there's an opportunity though, that that's few and far between anyway. Um, so yeah, I probably would say no more right now, mm -hmm. but the reality is, is that we've both wanted to, um, I certainly would like another one. Um, but I've also heard a lot of friends who said they were only going to have two and, you know, Kofi, for example, is on number three, mm -hmm. uh, who should be here soon. And, and he jokes, he's like, I never planned on starting. Yeah. Um, but Kofi be coming, Kofi be making me feel like you never really plan on stopping. <laughs> well, well, right. Exactly. Like that's, right? Right, that's really the the vibes I get. From which him. I, we, we should have him on. For which, sure. But what I think it is, is he's his, just his kind laugh of a, alone on the mics would be crazy. <laughs> I think he's just kind of like, ah, what happens happens, yeah. right? And, and I'm good. And, and he's an amazing father. And he makes a ton of fun of me about being a new parent, about all the things. And I'm like, that's, again, something that I didn't get to see or, or have the thought about in terms of um, not my friends having kids before me and not having the perspective. And so, like, He's laughing, but I'm like, I'm sure you did the same thing. I just can't remember it because it wasn't in my consciousness in the way it's in his mm -hmm. because he's already a parent or, and he's a two-time parent. Um, and so looking at me and laughing at like, because what you tend to see in like society commercials and whatnot is like, you take all the precautions with the first kid and then the second, like all of this in the the kitty bath tub and the second one you see the commercial where the parent the mother just hands the baby to the father in the shower mm -hmm. and you would never do that with the first one right yeah. and like so he's laughing at me because like you're that you're, that you're the second child you're at that stage where yeah. you realize and you're like the kid will be all right like yeah. nothing's gonna happen to him or her um but as a first-time parent it's like i gotta take all these precautions and, and he just like laughs at me about some of the things I can't think of anything at the moment, but part of that, know. yeah, part of that too is that you're not doing it solo, right? So you have a whole mm -hmm. other adult there who you have to like cater to mm -hmm. the, their approach and what they're going through. So you you have to be along for the ride in a way that right. respects their feelings as well, right? right. Um, so speaking of fatherhood, um, just want to shout out the mothers because there is no fatherhood without motherhood. Absolutely. Um, shout out to my wife Jessica and. The fact that I wanted to say this last point to what you had said before about uh, being in the delivery room. My feeling was the exact opposite of yours, right? Which is, and a part of my feelings actually come from my upbringing, which mm -hmm. is just that I was so much older than my siblings. Babies just felt very practical. Okay. Like my parents were, the second one, I was still relatively young, but my parents were pregnant. And then- we had a baby mm -hmm. and then they got pregnant again four years later. And by that time I'm 12. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, okay. And then we had a baby and then they came home with the baby. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and then the person that you just know me to be <laughs> the old man that you just know me to be, I'm just like, right. all right, we're pregnant mm -hmm. and we're at the hospital. And, and my doctor probably put an extra battery in my back too. Like he was the perfect doctor for me. Mm -hmm. He was Mr. Practical. Okay. 
Like, like we would go in and my doctor, our doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew he, what you My were. means our. Yeah. All right, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. But he would go in and he would just talk and ask very like straightforward questions. He would, he was, he was a very soft and kind um, person, but he was one, he was super tall, mm-hmm. he's a super tall white guy. And he was just always just felt so practical where he's like, any questions? I'm like, no, cause you've addressed them from A to B. Why, why'd you feel the need to tell us he was a white guy? Because we are black and I found, <laughs> and I found an extreme connection to this okay. white man. I, I wanted to man. know the relevance. No, because, because mm-hmm. being a black person, sometimes when you get, you know, your service provider can make you feel ways both by the, sure. the, the service they provide and the person that they are. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure there's people know there was no riff in the fact that he was a white man helping us okay. as a black couple. And I think my wife would say the same thing. I think she loved okay. him as well. And, or oh, I know she loved him as well. Nothing. And, um, his practicality worked with my practicality and it was time when it was just there mm-hmm. and it wasn't go time. I was just laid up and maybe I caught that. Thank goodness. I think I actually did catch a nap and shout out to um, whoever the, the the father was before me. Um, it was definitely Ethan as one of them who said, make sure you get some sleep before cause you're not catching it after. And that shit was real as fuck mm. right there. Right. So I caught a nap and then I before was you know 24 it, hours before I got a little bit of sleep. No, I got I walked to the hospital. We got in there. At some point, it, nothing was happening. I fell asleep. And then the next thing I knew, it was like four o'clock in the morning and it was like go time. And I was like, all right, now it, it's time to go. Right. And the same thing happened with our second one. As far as my feelings, which is just like people were like, did you want to see? I'm like, yeah, I'm here. Did you want to see like like the delivery? Like and everything? Everything. Yeah, I'm like, nah, yes. I, like this is you talk about once in a lifetime events. Yeah, nah. This is the one to like I, if if I die, I don't want to be like I didn't see somebody I, I coming. Saw, I saw enough from up top that yeah. I didn't and I saw her come out, but yeah. I was just in a place where and I didn't see other things <laughs> that I didn't want to see. It is I'm jarring just being as fuck. I'm no, being absolutely. honest about that. Like, it is jarring as fuck, but I that the, the way I watch horror movies is the way I'm gonna watch this. Which and is just and like, I'm not a big horror movie. No, the fan, way I'm gonna watch so, horror movies is the way no. we're gonna watch this right here. And um, and I say all that to say, even though that is me, in all honesty, later on, I have come to very much realize that there is an element, there is a huge element of stuff that I just took for granted, right? The ability to, one, just get pregnant. Mm-hmm. The ability to, two, have a baby come to full term. Mm-hmm. People, a lot of people don't get pregnant. A lot of people have had miscarriages. Yeah. And then... Um, some people, unfortunately, have not walked out with their wife. Yeah. Right. But I just think mom was pregnant, had three kids, all came home. Yeah. Like I just and that's kind of makes the person that I am where I'm just like when I'm talking to my lady at the time and we're talking about this, I'm being very just like, we're going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And she's asking, what do you think? Maybe this. Way. I'm just like, we're going to like baby's going to come. Mm-hmm. We're going to be here. And, and you know when you realize you know the world around you in a more intimate and and current and practical setting isn't built like that then you you really need to honor the process that you've gone through even though it may feel practical to me it still doesn't mean you shouldn't honor the process that you've gone through successfully so you know shout out to um, my wife and my family for us being able to uh, be able to being able to and being lucky to be able to have done it the way we did with our first two. So yeah, that is, I think, all I have for this edition of 
fatherhood unless you say something that makes me have another point I need to say. But yeah. No, I, I thought of something, but it'll it'll take another hour and that'll be good for another conversation. So make sure you write it down. Yeah. It it won't slip. We as we share um So put it on wax so then we can just come back to it. Right. We will basically is we, we could talk about the fact that we both had or have daughters first. Yeah. And you know what that's like, what that means, all of that stuff. So yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll talk about that as part of a um, another conversation. Maybe we turn this into a bit of a series on fatherhood and motherhood, parenthood, uh, all the hoods, the, all na- the hoods, neighborhood. The neighborhoods. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, awesome, man. I can't say congratulations um, enough. Thank you, man. Like it yeah. makes me very, like, it makes me very happy to have you on this side of the fence so you can feel it. Yeah, because misery loves company. Absolutely. And you are... A miserable person. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But absolutely come feel all these feels. All of yeah, them. Yeah, man. Thank right? you. And um, yeah, and enjoy them, you and your and your wife. Like enjoy them, man. And and actually and think about it as part of why we gotta wrap up is I need to get home <laughs> to people are like, How are you recording this? You got a to, baby at home. To, right. To to well, you know, I waited until she was a month old and I, I got approval. I got leave to uh to record, especially since it was about fatherhood yeah. and and the episode will release on Father's Day. So mm-hmm. hope you guys enjoy it while you're not taking your husbands or the man in your life out to dinner mm-hmm. or you are because all the restaurants are open mm-hmm. and available since you know you don't need reservations like Mother's Day. times unchanged you may not need reservation but outside is fucking expensive right now don't get that part twisted they are charging you to be outside well you know what happens with uh supply and demand and all of that good stuff so uh, so spend money on your husbands ladies is that what we're saying yeah that's Uh, how we should end this spend money on your husbands happy fathers and your fathers thank you to the women uh who have made us fathers. And yes. Dawn, I love you. I appreciate you. You see, you see what um, you're doing now? Jess, I love you too. You, you hit Jess with okay. your, all your thanks he, already. You know, Can I do he, mine in my own way? Okay. I mean, dag. Anywho. Uh, yeah, happy Father's Day, Sam. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Fatherhood. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, an interesting thing. Uh it's an early thing. You're early. early. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, man. So I'll see you on the other side of this episode and hopefully this series because I am really interested to speak to our, some of our friends who are at different stages of the process as well. Different yeah. amounts of kids, all that fun stuff. So, yeah. Dive deeper into all of this good stuff. Yeah, Maybe man. get some pointers that will help me uh, weather storms. <laughs> But no, I say it's been an adventure. We, we're learning to adjust. We're figuring it out. And really, as long as you commit, I think it's been a short time, but I think you commit to each taking each day at a time and just trying to make sure baby's needs are met, you'll be all right. Yeah. right? Like you, you, you can mess up, but you can't mess up. Yeah. If you're actually trying and committed yeah. to yeah. being present and trying. So it's my small piece of wisdom, I guess. Uh, until next time. Until next time, man. Uh, not over text. Conversations better had in person. Later. Peace.
And that's a wrap. That is a wrap on another episode of Not Over Text, Conversations Better Had in Person with your boys, Carl and Sam. Thanks for listening. Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at notovertext at gmail.com and following us on Instagram at notovertext. The podcast is available on all major platforms. That includes Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google. Anywhere podcasts live, you'll find us there. Subscribe and give us five stars five stars and also leave us comments and we will read through your comments but only five star comments so if you have shade throw the shade and also throw me five stars <laughs> and if you're upset at sam for not reading your less than five star comment let us know about it by leaving us a voice memo using the anchor app awesome thanks for listening to another episode of not over text